Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. I would like to welcome Elena to the podcast. Elena has been following me on Ask Charlie for, well, I think right from the beginning. And she lives in Greece, in Athens. And we've got to know one another over the years of, of me being on Instagram with Ask Charlie. And she's been really helpful to me. And, and I, you know, share advice with her as well it's become um, a lovely virtual friendship so it's lovely that um, Elena is chatting to me for the podcast today and I know Elena you've got some questions that you would like to talk about so first of all welcome it's so lovely to have you here it's lovely to be here thank you very much (laughs) you're so welcome you spent quite a lot of time in England as well haven't you you were at high school here yes and and lots of summer camps Yes, I did. And I loved it. Every minute of it. I'm still missing uh, the place, but I try to visit as um, often as I can. Yeah, like I try to visit Greece as often as I can, because I think it's such a wonderful, wonderful country, particularly the islands I really love. Anyway, Elaine, what what questions would you like to ask? First question. Yeah. Actually, every time I see your videos, where you go out on a walk with the dogs. There are many. Uh, My question is, because I have dogs myself, they're not so many, but they are four and they're quite large. Uh, But my question is how, how to train them and how are you feeling safe to walk them unleashed? How, How do you make them follow you? That's a really good question. So we are really lucky we live in the countryside and we have a very, very quiet road outside the house, which is a dead end. So the cars that come here tend to just be coming because they live here or they're delivering something. So it's a really quiet road. So I know that I can quite safely walk the dogs. And when they were younger, you know, puppies and still with Lola, who's who's only five, um, nearly six months, I do have a few little treats in my pocket. And when I call them to come to come to me, I'll give them a treat or I will pat them and just say, you know, good girl, pat their head and, and say, well done. So I'm always calling them back to me the whole time. Every few minutes I'm calling them to walk beside me. So I don't let them run too far ahead. I always keep them, um, you know, in in eye, an eye shot, and for me that works really well. I have I I'm very aware of other people walking, and I don't want my dogs to run up to them. Occasionally it happens, and I might shout out, you know, they're very friendly. They won't hurt you. Um, it's fine, you know, and call them back. I do take uh, leads with me, just mainly for Penny and Flo because they have an awful habit. Penny has an awful habit of going down a badger hole or or a rabbit hole. So um, I know the spot where she likes to go. And so I'll just put her on the lead before. Um, But I find just keep calling them back to you. Then then they know that they're going to get a treat or they're going to get patted. And that works quite well. So 
for me, I think because we're so lucky in the countryside, I can let them run and I can let them go. But actually, when we lived in London, we just had one dog and I used to walk her without a lead as well. I think if they're well trained and they know to come back to you and they'll be rewarded, then, you know, then you can go, you can maneuver quite safely with them off a lead. Yes, yes. Do you think one, one sees the other and they if others follow then uh she follows too yeah exactly uh, so they move as a pack which which is really helpful and if i call you know if i call lola the labrador puppy back bonnie will come as well and they'll both get patted so for me it works well they they're they're like a pack and i'll call one back and the others tend to follow and, and they they move together which is handy but i have you to have my whip about me I can't um get distracted when I'm walking six dogs I have to really concentrate yes yeah. how long does it take you to walk all of them so, um I've got a really good loop which I, I do twice a day with them and it's about 20 minutes so they're walked for about 40 minutes and then they can be in the garden between the garden and the house we do have kennels and often when I'm filming I'll put um, the Labradors definitely in the kennel because they they can get a bit noisy and start playing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever walk them like this at night when there is dark, or do you prefer to? Yes, actually, the... in darks it, it's quite good because I have a head torch, and you can see their eyes, so you can count the number of eyes looking at you. Or that you can see so actually in the dark it's fine and in the winter when it gets dark at four o'clock you know i have no option sometimes yeah 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 yes yeah are you in the countryside or or are you in athens no itself? no we are actually situated in athens i do we do have a country home um mm -hmm. we rarely ever take the dogs with us mm -hmm. um because they are large and yeah. we cannot all fit in the car yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we might choose one uh, to take with us yeah. Uh, yeah. to keep us company and uh, the rest of them stay at the house and we have a good friend that comes and um, every day right. and feeds them, walks them uh, and all that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's different, you know, people's situations are different. You know, if I lived in a town, there's no way I could let them <laughs> just run free. It it's not easy different. it's not easy yeah. even if you go to the park here in athens um you you will be um a burden to the rest yeah. of the people that are walking and i can understand that. and you've got to be really respectful of other people we've got a neighbor who's got dogs that are really timid and if i ever see him walking at the same time i turn and, walk and go the other way because his dogs get too anxious and he knows if he sees me, he just stops and waits. And then we call out to one another and, you know, either he'll, normally it's me that turns and goes in a different direction. Um, yeah. Because I don't want to upset his dogs. And you have to have a mutual respect and understanding for, for other people. Of course, not everyone is, um, is, is comfortable with uh, pets. Exactly. People are, there are people that are afraid. Yeah. Also, have, have your dogs ever been in a, on a fight? Um, occasionally they will scrap with one another 
nothing too serious. Tess, who's old, she's 13. She will sometimes have a fight with Penny. Um, but um, I'm talking like maybe twice a year, they'll just yeah. snap at one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so what what's your next question all right um now any suggestions or any tips when someone is moving um for something for organizing yeah. for um, um moving house yes moving house yes, yes. okay Yes, lots, lots and lots of tips about moving house. Um, so I think you need to start room by room and have a really good sort out. And you need to just go through the room and think, do I want to keep you? Do I want you to come to the new home, the new property? And start with organizing and literally go through every cupboard, every space, room by room, and either have a pile for the rubbish but the charity shop the junk shop whatever it is just organize it and you don't want to be moving things unnecessarily because it's it's space it's manpower you know all the rest of it so it, I think it's really important to have a really thorough sort out first and then I use colored stickers so I might have red for um, coming to the new house I might have green for going into storage. I might have um, yellow for um, the auction house. And I might have a blue sticker for going to the charity shop or something because I might not necessarily want to get everything. So I use colored stickers. And then everybody, um, I'll have a sheet with it typed out of, of what the stickers mean and everybody knows what's going where. And I find that works really, really well really important to label boxes of where they've come from in the current home and where they're going in the next home so yeah. you don't suddenly arrive at the new house with a mountain of boxes and you just don't know which boxes to go where you want it to be as smooth and as slick as possible so those boxes need to be really carefully labeled for which room and then if you've got a removal company, they know exactly where they're going. Or if you're doing it yourself, you know exactly where it's going. You don't have to look inside. So you know that all those kitchen boxes are going into the kitchen. You've got boxes that you might not have, you might be downsizing. You, they might be going into the garage for storage for you to sort another date or, or whatever it might be. But you're going to be tired when you get to the new house. I mean, moving is one of the most stressful things. So as organized as you can be, just by having a thorough kind of sort out room by room, every cupboard, every drawer, and then label it so you know where it's going in the new house as, as much as possible. I mean, you probably may change your mind, but if you know that the kitchen stuff's going into the kitchen and the bathroom stuff's going into the bathroom and your clothes are going to be in your bedroom then you're ahead aren't you so I think those yeah. are my, my top tips for moving house but colored stickers are um, a really really good tip with uh, like a, a key of of what's going where would you make a chart 
writing um, who is doing what uh, to delegate the jobs, maybe for the kids to help? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're moving as a family and you're doing it yourselves, then you need to kind of sit down and say to everybody, right, we all need to do this together. We all need to help and and type out you know their list you're in charge of this you're in charge of that and get everyone involved because it makes it easier and actually why should they sit watching you do all the work you're only going to get frustrated so you know children from a youngish age can help I mean I find Gus is 10 he's so helpful and so thoughtful and he'll say you know mama can I help you with this they like it they have a sense of achievement um and 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 self sort of reward from from helping and knowing that they've helped so I think it's important to get everybody to muck in but if you've typed it out and they know exactly what they're doing makes life easier yes I think it makes them feel safe also because they know that this is my box it goes to my room I'm responsible for emptying it I will choose where to put my things how to place everything exactly so it's I think it's good for them as well yeah exactly and it's good for them to sort out their things and you know we can't go through their personal belongings and know exactly what's really sentimental to them you know sometimes they'll surprise me and they'll be like oh mommy I picked this up on the beach three years ago and it reminds me of the moon or whatever it might be (laughs) and it's it's a stone which I could have thrown out but actually it means something to them so it's really important that they um, go through their personal yes, yes. And, and pack them and, and unpack them yeah I think it helps them grow up also it's an experience it doesn't happen every day to people because you might not ever move yeah. but uh, I mean until you until they grow up but uh, it's it's a lesson it is a lesson yeah, yeah it is it is yeah. I'm so excited that we have a sponsor for our first season of the podcast, popandflow.com. Pop and Flow is beautiful homeware, jewellery, scarves, towels. They just have beautiful, beautiful things. Hannah that runs it brings me joy. Her website brings me joy. It makes me happy. And so I'm really thrilled that they are a sponsor for the podcast. And Hannah has kindly given us a discount code of Charlie10 when you purchase anything from her website. I will leave all the details to popandflow.com down in the show notes. Do take a look because it brings me joy and I hope it will to you as well. Can I move to my next question? Of course you can move to your next question. All right. Um, I have this problem. I have a very light colored fitted carpet Mm -hmm. in my my living room. Yeah. On top of this, I have other carpets Mm -hmm. like you, which I roll uh, in the summer and we only keep the uh, light colored one. Yeah. The thing is with the dogs and the girls walking in and out, <laughs> we have stains and these stains are not just stains. They're sometimes they're very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you cope with this? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I've currently given up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> there's been a couple of disasters about carpet downstairs that is irreparable. Unfortunately, I had a friend house sitting and she used a product that she shouldn't have used. But I, um, I actually just use uh, dishwash detergent on most stains um, in a little bit of hot water and I just rub it out. I do get the carpets professionally cleaned um, once a year and I find that really helpful. Um, they can put a Scotchgard product down, which works. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's it stops things penetrating deep into the carpet. It's sort of, it's like a protective layer. I suppose it's equivalent if you've got suede shoes and you put that spray on, the waterproof yeah. spray. It's yeah. a little bit like that. So it's not completely uh, stain proof, but it definitely helps. And I know that when we've had the carpet scotch guarded, um, if something's spilt and if I mop it up quickly, it doesn't soak in. So with, um, I, I keep shoes off the carpet as much <laughs> as possible. And with the dogs, I make sure um, that their paws are dry. You know, and I have a basket of dog towels by the front door. And I always, as soon as they come into the house, I wipe their feet. So they're less likely to get, you know, muddy or, or you know, just dirty paws. They've got, I make sure Walking they've got- like yes. uh, The little dogs jump on the sofa and I just don't want them jumping on there if they've got dirty paws but it's really hard with carpet um I know if I were to have my time again I would only have carpet upstairs in the bedrooms I wouldn't put it downstairs um yeah. I would rather have a wooden floor and lovely rugs on the top because carpet is so expensive and actually when you've got dogs and children it's really hard to keep it perfect I think I succeeded so we've our carpet's been down for 11 years and I think I managed. Charlie. <laughs> I know. I think I managed about eight years with it looking good, and then, then we've had a few, a few disasters. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit of washing up liquid does get quite a lot of stains out. You'd be surprised. I, I actually, I think I made a mistake. I have beautiful wooden floors, mm. freshly polished, underneath the, that carpet. And I did put that carpet on yeah. to protect the, the wooden floors floor. because yeah. dogs are large and they have um, balls, big, big balls, long nails. Yeah. And they scratch everything. So I put the carpet to uh, protect my, uh, my floor. Yeah. And now I have to deal with, with the multiple stains. <laughs> It's orange juice, it's uh, paws, it's, yeah. uh, sometimes it's shoes, although everybody takes it off. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard. It's yeah. so hard. And I think I don't let the children have drinks upstairs apart from water for them spilling things. But, you know, sometimes they will sneak something up and it will get spilt. And yeah. you just have to accept that professionally cleaning them does get a lot of the stains out but still I've just had the carpets cleaned down in Devon and the report came back that they got 
almost all the stains out, but there are still a few. And that was new carpet four years ago. You know, oh. and you just can't. I think if with carpet, you just can't keep it beautifully clean. It looks <laughs> lovely, doesn't it? A lovely light colored carpet when it first goes down. But it's it wonderful. But yeah. it's it's for it's for not not for long, not for long. <laughs> Especially if you have a large family, yeah, a dog, yeah. yeah. And I think we, you have to think: Do I want to live in a show home or a home? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if you're in a show home, then then you can keep things pristine and beautiful. And if it's just you know small family and no animals, and and you know, but if you have a friend friends over for dinner and they're having coffee. And it gets spilt, you know, what do you do? Or a glass of red wine gets knocked over. It, yeah. it, it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either, either, either you, you live or you don't in yeah. your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think homes are to be enjoyed, aren't they? We have to learn not to be too precious. I yeah. I realized that when I saw Gussie with a hammer going in the beautiful wooden loose seat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you slowly have to like kind of get a little bit more relaxed about things. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, the 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 the, the two I, I have found because I have um two two daughters. Yeah. Uh, one is 13, the other one is 18. Yeah. Um they um they 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 I don't know if it is because it's it's girls, uh, but uh, they're very very careful with their um, shoes and not to spill anything. But we have been through the childhood years, the very early years, mm -hmm. where every it happens to all children to spill something to make um, make a mess. Yeah. And uh, during those years, we didn't have the carpet. <laughs> now that we have the carpet, they are very careful, but we also have a lot of dogs. <laughs> and, this is, and this is where the problem is. Yes. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. 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 And I think you can learn yeah. by mistakes as well. I mean, if they spill something and they know that they've ruined a carpet or, you know, or broken something they're much more careful next time yeah. you can tell them you can say oh don't have that be careful don't spill it on the carpet but actually until they do it and realize that that stain's not going to come out it doesn't necessarily sink in yeah 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 well um should i make my final question yeah absolutely do yeah all right um so uh now with the uh current situation where we're facing um very sad news on tv mm -hmm. about the war and uh, all the refugees and all the pain that it has caused people uh, of course we um we try to explain this to our children yeah. uh, probably they hear a lot uh from other children, from the school, from, but how, how do you suggest we handle all this so we, um, we avoid the fear mm. um, that they might experience from all the news? 
Yeah, it, it, it's a really good question. And I think, um, you know, my children, I've got a 13 year old and then, and then Coco's 12 and Gus is nearly 11. And I think they're at an age where we can be really honest with them. And I think they need to know what's going on. And I think it's better that they hear it at home in a safe environment than hear something on the news when they're not with you or hear something at school that if we protected them too much at home, it's gonna be a real shock when they hear it in the outside world. You know, they're, they're on technology, they're hearing things all, all the time. And so I think it's really important to have open, honest conversations with them about what's going on. Simon is particularly good at that. I do make sure that the news in the evening is turned off so they're not hearing it. I don't want them to be going to bed worried about you know something. So I'd I have the news on in the morning or maybe at lunchtime and we'll discuss what's happening. But then as the day progresses, I like them not to be exposed to it. I don't want them going to bed worrying and it being in the forefront of their mind. And actually I think that's also quite healthy for us. Simon does watch the 10 o'clock news but I prefer not to, and he can, you know, give me the headlines if I need to hear things. I think with younger children, they don't need to hear as much. I think actually they don't need to see the news and they don't need to hear it in the car radio, but I think it's important. Again, you have an honest dialogue with them, but I don't think younger children, you know, below the age of sort of eight need to hear too much because it's very, very difficult. You know, yes, they need to be aware of what's happening, but they don't need to hear all the facts, I, do, I don't yes. think. Probably I think, they can process them. They can't. No, I don't think they can. And I think what's really difficult is they learn at school about the war, about, you know, World War One, World War Two, all of these things. And they know that it's a horrid, terrible thing. And so now I'm finding with children today with this current situation is they're remembering back to what they've learned and the horrors of what they've learned, which is quite correct that they've learned that, but it's, it's very scary for them. We've had some, uh, um, some you know, hard conversations at home over the last, um, the last month, few weeks um, of what's going on with the children making a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Gus takes everything on. I mean, everything in, he absorbs it. And, you know, he's he's been asking a lot of questions about, you know, Hitler and Stalin and, you know, the Jews and why is Putin doing this? And, you know, it's really troubling him. And so, you know, we're trying to be as honest and open but at the same time, I, I want them to be able to talk to us and I want them to talk about their feelings and their worries and their concerns. Yes. But at the same time, um, try and keep some lightheartedness to life as well and some distractions. Yes, yes so, because you can't talk about this all the time or you no. cannot, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, it's trying to get the balance of, of being empathetic to what's happening and also we need to continue our lives 
without being all consumed by it. But it's getting the right the right balance. And I think the children have, have been really thoughtful about how to raise money and things that they can do um, to help as well. Um, yes. So those, yes. those are important conversations to have, how we can help. Yes, focus, focus on, on that. Uh, yes. And, and not on the, on the horrid uh, yes. side. Of, uh, and, yeah, how we can help, what we can do, how we can raise money, what we can donate. Do they need donations of things or is donations of money more important? And, and those sorts of conversations, I think it's really important to have um, with the children. And so they, are, they have a sense of empathy and understanding um, from that side of things. Yes. Yes, it's yeah. it's a lesson as well for them. It is, it is, it is. And who would have thought after the last few years that we would that this would be happening in the world? It's just devastating. It's devastating. Yes, actually, my my children asked me a very um, difficult question to answer, which was, "Mummy, do you think war is coming here as well?" Do you think we are going to be involved? Because yeah. people are talking a lot about World War Three, uh, and yeah. that everybody is going to be involved. And there is this yeah. this uh, um, this stress that yeah. they're having that it might come to us as well. Exactly. I think what's scary, and Simon said this to me the other day. He said, "It's like a, the Cold War." but with no rules. During the Cold War, people respected the boundaries and respected the rules. There are no rules this time. And that is what's scary. Yes, it's very scary. We don't know how things are gonna be. Yes. But I think we can't control what's gonna happen. We have to live in the moment as much as possible and just take each day as it comes. And help. Yes, yeah. and help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, it's it's a it's a lesson not to take uh, for granted what we are privileged with, right? Yes, because exactly. as as <laughs> as <laughs> she came, Elena <laughs> and I are laughing because Coco's just waved at me through the window. She's um she's been out with a friend, and I said, "Wave to mommy when you get back." <laughs> just wave. <laughs> We're always nervous, aren't we? <laughs> when I'm scudding it out of the house and you don't know exactly what's happening. So I've had that wave, I can relax. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been so nice, uh, um, this uh, conversation that we're having. Oh, um, it's been so lovely, really lovely, and so lovely to see your face. And um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love putting a name and a face together. Yes, uh, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your questions. It's been really, really lovely to chat. And please let me know when you're next in England, because it would be wonderful to meet you in person. Thank um, you so much for your answers and for your time. And um, I would very much like to come and visit you. Uh, maybe stay at the <laughs> because you have you have you, you have our B&B. We've got our B&B. Exactly. Yes, it would be lovely. The, really girls the girls haven't been to Sussex, right? Yes, yes, we're in Sussex. So we're basically directly below London. Um, 
before you hit the sea. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is the most, the easiest way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's a, a, big, a big thank you for your questions and for coming on the podcast. And I really look forward to meeting you one day in person. Me too. Me too. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button it helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that and leave me a review the more subscribers we have the more episodes I can put on for you so please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button